1: We're now entering a critical thinking zone, so thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins, and it's time for critical thinking. Let's all bow our heads for a moment of silence. No, 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 no. No way in hell are we doing that on this show. Um, Not for commemorating or remembering January 6th, 2021, the day our democracy died. As CNN has plastered all over its coverage today. All over its coverage of this incident for the past year.
2: How did, how did democracy die on January 6th again?
1: You know, it's funny, Pat, because today is a uh, Uncomfortable Truth Thursday on the show. That's right. We're going to tell some uncomfortable truths um, each and every Thursday for you, and what better way to reintroduce this segment or this concept or theme, if you will, for our Thursday show, since we're only with you for an hour, than to um, talk a talk to you about some uncomfortable truths about January 6th, 2021. And uh, I think that's where we're going to start. We're not going to spend the whole hour on it, I don't believe. But I don't, I'm going to start with this uncomfortable truth. This is the least worrisome <clears throat> attack to have ever occurred inside the United States capitol uncomfortable truth um i i know someone that would disagree with you who ted cruz uh aoc Mm. she wasn't there pat oh oh that's right she was in her office Mm. which is across the street underneath the tunnel but she said she almost died no she didn't pat
2: uncomfortable Uh, truth but 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 that's that's what she said andrew
1: she is a lying sack hmm. of crap. And so, to me, so what did, a wholly unattractive individual because of it. Also true. Um, what did Ted Cruz say? Hmm. I, I'm glad you brought that up because um, I actually have the video of
0: it, Pat. Oh, ready? Okay. Solemn anniversary this week. Uh, And it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist
2: attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, uh, risk their
1: lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this Capitol. We are grateful for that courage. We appreciate uh, the selfless sacrifice uh, of the men and women who, who keep us safe. May um, I remind you, Pat mm -hmm. One year ago Today Ted Cruz Mm -hmm. was prepared To go up in the Senate chamber And tell us that the Arizona vote Should be recounted And we should discredit The Arizona Um Um Electoral votes the words were escaping me there for a second, if you couldn't tell. Um mm-hmm. January 6th, 2021. Ted Cruz was, if you want to take the dark view, the I don't know the truth view of January 6, 2021, was part of the insurrection and terrorist attack. He stoked... The flames of whatever fire was going to happen. Speaking of which, by the way, uh, how quickly we forget that um, the fire has happened more than once in our United States capitals history, Pat. That That is true. The War of 1812 started it all. But I digress.
2: So correct me if I'm wrong, but because I think this is potentially an uncomfortable truth here. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is this is Ted Cruz
1: playing politics. Absolutely. 100% him attempting to rewrite his own history. As if he was somebody that was um, super concerned with what was going on on January 6th and that uh, the attack on the Capitol was a terrorist attack. Where are you getting that from? That's my question when it comes to Ted Cruiser. What what the absolute hell are you talking about? What terrorist group? What organization? What uh, uh are you talking about the FBI in a thinly veiled threat to them? I was going to say
2: that, that was going to be my question. Is is he referring to the FBI because the FBI has been uh,
1: severely implicated in this. And not in a conspiracy theory kind of way, in a literally the individual who you can see on film being the first person to break the barricade around the Capitol steps. Right. Mm-hmm. During all of the stuff that was going on is a verified FBI agent who also just so happened to be a fake member of this whatever group that was allegedly attempting to kidnap the governor of Michigan, um, what, what the absolute hell is Ted Cruz talking about? Okay, so furthermore, Pat, here is a really un- like I said, the uncomfortable truth in all of this is that this is the least worrisome attack on our capital. In its entire history, we have the capital burnt basically to the ground in the War of eighteen twelve, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Um, let's say mm, during the Antebellum period, as the U.S. capital got rebuilt, and then um, we we headed towards the Civil War, right? Mm-hmm. Did you know that over seventy Violent occurrences happened between Congress people. I mean, for back uh, on then, I'm the floor of the mm-hmm. Congress. For instance, Pat, in 1858, a fistfight between 30 congressmen broke out on the House of Representatives floor at 2 a.m when a Southerner grabbed a Northerner by the throat. In 1860, pro-slavery congressmen threatened an anti-slavery congressman with pistols and canes while he was speaking against slavery on the House floor. Um, July 2nd, 1915. Why why are we not... Commemorating and having a moment of silence for July 2nd, 1915, Pat. Well, because today's January 6th. It's not July 2nd. Yeah, you're right. But on July mm. 2nd, why will we not? Um, because apparently no one knows their history. Mm-hmm. Because mm. on that day in 1915, a former German professor at Harvard, Eric Munter, planted three sticks of dynamite in the Capitol near the Senate reception room. Now, the sticks of dynamite detonated at midnight during a time when the Senate was at recess. Nobody was killed or injured. Pat, January 6, 2021. Was anybody in the Senate, in Congress, in the security apparatus, shot, killed, stabbed, beaten to death um were there any explosives planted at the Capitol?
2: there were no explosives first of all
1: now 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 i want to be clear we said at okay. the Capitol because yeah, there were the pipe bombs at other locations but again they have never been able to verify who the hell planted these things and why they were there
2: so yeah At the Capitol, to be very clear on this, there was no explosives at the Capitol. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, as far as the groups of which you've mentioned, no one was killed. It doesn't mean, however, no one died on January 6th. I think it was, what, what, one or two people?
1: Two. One of which is Ashley Babbitt. And the other, I forget her name, another female, but was illegally beaten with... Um, not a baton, but like one of those collapsible sticks that yeah. you're not supposed to. You're supposed to use it for crowd control, right? You're supposed to push and use that. Right. But you are. It is illegal in Washington D.C. to use that as a weapon to strike somebody. For a yep. cop to do that, it is a hundred percent illegal. And we have on video multiple D.C. Metro police officers beating a woman. To death. So we have two people. Now, Pat, March 1st. Do do we commemorate anything on March 1st?
2: Uh, Well, it's about two weeks shy of uh, my holiday, so no.
1: (laughs) Your birthday? No. (laughs) No, it's my holiday. Mm. You're a leprechaun? Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, I mean, yes, I have an Irish heritage. Um, yes, my name happens to be Patrick in, in full. Um, I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in which back in the olden days, the nickname for the, the, the congregation were were the saints. Mm, okay. And so therefore,
1: I am St. Patrick. No, no, you're not. <laughs> but I ask that question because on March 1st, uh-huh. 1954, Four Puerto Rican Americans fired guns in the House of Representatives and actually injured five congressmen. That, my friends, is the definition of a terrorist attack. Why? Because they wanted independence for Puerto Rico. Now, luckily, every one of those four, uh, five, excuse me, congressmen, survived, and the four uh, shooters received prison sentences. Prison sentences. Now, those sentences were commuted by with the wonderful Jimmy Carter in 1977 uh, uh, to one of them, and then granted clemency to the other three in 1979. Now, I also ask you about March 1st, because um, that is not the only day or year in which the Capitol was attacked, violently attacked. Because on March 1st, 1971, another bomb. So we have the second bomb exploded in the Capitol building. Now, the explosion didn't injure anybody, but it caused about $300,000 in that time's damage. By chance, Pat, do you know uh, who set that bomb off? March 1st, 1971. I don't know their name. I, I don't know their name. Do the na- does the name Bernadine Dorn mean anything to you? Nope, it means nothing to me. Um, How about The Weather Underground? Nope, it also means nothing to me. Whoa. Yeah, okay, go ahead and look it up, Pat. Please do, because one of President Obama's mentors, his biggest mentor in life. Oh, yeah? A member of The Weather Underground. Interesting. <clears throat> and this happened because they were against the bombing of Laos, allegedly. Pat, I have another question for you. Uh huh. November 7th, is that a day that lives in infamy in American history? No, no, can't can't say it does. Okay. Because it should. In 1983, <clears throat> another bomb tore through the second floor of the Senate wing of the Capitol. The device detonated late in the evening. No one was harmed, causing an estimated $250,000 in damage. Done by an actual terrorist group called the Armed Resistance Unit, saying it was in retaliation for military actions in Grenada and Lebanon. Seven people eventually arrested in connection with the attack. How about um, non organized individuals, Pat? How about 1890? There was a fatal shooting sparked by a feud between a reporter and a former congressman. How about 1998? Two Capitol Police officers. By somebody claiming that the U.S. was plagued by cannibalism and a fictional disease. How about... January 6th, 2021, where the only shot fired came from a Senate security officer through a completely closed door, indiscriminate firing against a completely unarmed individual. There's not been a single person to have walked into the Capitol that day who has been charged with weapons possession. Not a single individual. To act as if this was the end-all be-all of of insurrection against the United States of America is nuts. But Andrew
2: Coppins... um I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but uh the who is considered to be the face of the January sixth insurrection. Um, if you knew who I'm talking about, I don't remember the guy's name, but he, he I think he was often referred to as like the shaman. Um, if you know who I'm talking about, he wore like like the Buffalo um headdress and and whatnot. I so I don't remember the guy's name and I don't care. I don't care to know the guy's name.
0: You I, mean I that Antifa
1: re- guy? Yeah, huh? Yeah.
2: Uh, I don't. I don't care uh, about his name. <clears throat> he is supposedly receiving one of the harshest sentences of all of those that were involved on in January sixth. Yep. Um, and and the question there would be is, should he?
1: Probably. Yeah, because Maybe. every single person that stepped foot in, um, inside the Capitol that day broke the law law right right so i have no problem with them being prosecuted for that violation of law
2: right but uh, i don't know what the harsh sentence uh, he hasn't been officially sentenced yet i don't believe so i don't know what what you know because they're saying it's he's supposedly going to receive one of the harshest sentences of everyone
1: um pat what this, that that's will not be even around. the story here the other part of the story is the fact that um There are people sitting in jail who have been in jail for a year year? or thereabouts right now Uh who have yet to receive charges, who have yet to have any hearing in front of a judge. They have no idea what they're defending themselves from. The the. The United States prosecution of this case, and this is another uncomfortable truth, is a gross violation of the United States Constitution. Oh, 120%. We're talking about your fourth, your fifth, your sixth amendment rights being violated over and over and over again. Have any of the individuals who killed people that day been charged? I don't believe so. Okay. So the murderer of Ashley Babbitt, and let me be clear on this. Yes, she violated the law. Did she pose an absolute clear and present danger to those individuals? No. How do we know that? Because they shot through a freaking door, and the definition of clear and present danger would be weapons, bodily harm, mass injury. They had no idea if that was going to happen. None. None. Absolutely none. But 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 he
2: said that that she was afraid for her life. She's full of crap, Pat.
1: So as we talk January 6th, 2021, there's a reason why I brought up November 7th, March 1st, July 2nd. Because bombings, shootings, Politically motivated actions, a.k.a. terrorist attacks, have actually occurred at the U.S. Capitol. And the only reason you and I don't know about these without looking them up, at is because nobody was killed. Now, oh. as we move forward, my question to you, Pat, is will we ever be able to forget January 6th, the way that we have forgotten, March 1st, June, June, or July 2nd, November 7th. No, we won't. And why? Because we have a media who is not interested in telling the truth to investigative reporting. It's just the truth. And if they were interested in any of that, Pat, wouldn't they have an interest in following all the threads, unraveling every last second? Because here's the reality. If the truth is that the Oath Keepers were working in concert with an FBI agent or, or this or that was happening, okay, if that's where the truth lies, great, then we can call it a terrorist attack, right? Because it was coordinated. Now, the only evidence that we actually see when we look into documents and everything else is that it appears the FBI somehow had people involved in either riling up or doing something. Now, beyond that, the other part of all of this is that people have lost jobs, people have lost livelihoods for simply showing up to to be able to exercise their constitutional right of protest. For simply just being in Washington, D.C., having nothing to do with the actual physical insurrection. People have lost their jobs. The FBI has harassed them. The FBI has raided homes it, what
2: gets me with this is, what if the shoe was on the other foot? What if this were, you know, Joe Biden had lost and Donald Trump had won, won re-election? What if the shoe was on the other foot?
1: Mm-hmm. No, I that, that's my point, right? Mm-hmm. That is my point, is that regardless of where this leads, we have to unravel the truth. So if you're looking for that truth, um, I would recommend actually listening to a little bit of CNN. And here's why. Because then juxtapose that to what Tucker Tucker Carlson did in Patriot Purge documentary, the three-part documentary. Juxtapose those two reports and ask yourself how the hell we can get that far apart. And then thirdly, go to AmericanGreatness.com. Check out Julie Kelly's work on all of this because she is the only one that is steadfastly reporting on what's happening to the people who are allegedly the masterminds, quote-unquote, behind all of this. And her reporting suggests all of the things that we have talked about, Pat, all of the unconstitutional things that are going on, the solitary confinement, the maximum security prisons these individuals are being put into for what amount to misdemeanor charges at the very end of the day. We seem to be okay with violating constitutional rights of individuals for political gain. We have weaponized the Department of Justice for political payback. Now we need to move on, but before we do, Pat, I, I, I think before we get into more serious stuff, let's have a little bit of fun here up front and the uh, second half of the show. Let's play a little bit of the B or not the B. Okay. Are you ready for today's
2: headline? About as ready for t- as Ted Cruz to play politics
1: on January sixth.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. Well, I'm glad, because today's headline is FBI to host first annual January 6th reunion. FBI to host first annual January 6th reunion. While you're thinking about whether or not that is the B or not the B, folks, I can't emphasize this enough. If you want to help with the concept of liberty, and more importantly, economic liberty. You need to support those individuals who will not insult you. And we're not talking about, you know, you can only support those people who are right wing. No, 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 no. What we are talking about is you need to support businesses that just simply won't insult you. That's it. So if they are trying to market to you, but on the backside, they're talking trash about libertarian principles or liberty or constitutionality, right? Or if or if they are presenting as patriotic, but on the backside, no. If they're not real about it, or simply this, if they decide to start playing politics as a business instead of just being a business, they don't deserve your support. But businesses that do believe in principles that you believe in are worthy of your support. A business like American Pride Roasters, whom I happen to be drinking right now. AmericanPrideRoasters.com, historically great coffee. Again, go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com, support those businesses that will simply not insult you. We've we've seen it multiple times, Pat, where the, what will happen is a business will figure out that If they market to this segment of the population that hungers and yearns for businesses that advertise to them, right, that they're part of them, right, if they market to them, they're going to get loyal customers, right? But underneath their breath, they are making fun of them. They are voting against them. They support other causes behind their backs. With their money, their money, their mouths say something completely different while they're cashing your check, right? So that's why it's important to support a business like American Pride Roasters, because they mean what they say and they say what they mean. And they have damn good coffee in the mix as well. So go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Get yourself some of the Burr Hamilton. It's my favorite of their flavored coffees. I also like um, Doc Thompson's Bacon Blast. And then I really, really love the Washington. And um, I also love the Reagan. A time for choosing. Go check it out. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. All right, Pat, do you need the headline one more time?
2: So you're saying the FBI is uh, doing a January 6th reunion? Yes. Uh, that's gonna have, that's
1: got to be the Babylon Bee. You are correct, my friend. It is the Babylon Bee, Washington, D.C. Special agents involved in last year's January 6th insurrection against democracy trademark are set to reunite as guests of honor at an extravagant gala hosted by the FBI. The event will reportedly feature live music and entertainment with comedian James Corden acting as master of ceremonies. Numerous celebrities and public figures are expected to be in attendance, including former FBI Director James Comey. "Quote: I'm really excited to be relevant again," he said, excitedly rubbing his hands together. According to sources, several private citizens have questioned why taxpayer money is being used to throw a lavish party for government officials. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki addressed these concerns during her daily press briefing. "Quote: Well, first I would say that President Biden is committed to the Build Back Better trademark bill," Psaki reasons. Therefore, he cares for the American people and, as such, cares deeply about how their money is utilized, so obviously it's fine. Saki went on to applaud the FBI for all their hard work that cannot be disclosed. The event will not be open to the public. So
2: wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can't you actually see this
1: happening? Oh, 100 freaking percent. That entire, whatever group, whatever um, part of the FBI that was involved in this. Mm -hmm. absolutely they'll just get together and gather at a dc bar and have some scotch and uh laugh about who's in jail
2: but 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 here's the other thing isn't isn't this kind of already happening i mean look at what's going on in the media and what's going on in congress aren't they more or less because they've kept this thing alive and they have promoted this thing for the last year and they've held basically some witch trials and stuff over this that it's basically one big, giant reunion today.
1: hmm mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to move on from that, Pat, because I have another okay. uncomfortable truth for you. Oh, boy. It is day two of the Chicago Teachers Union strike. <sighs> Illegal strike, by the way. Uh-huh. But here's the uncomfortable truth. Nobody has the balls to call it an illegal strike here in Chicago, and nothing is going to change. Nothing. They are going to continue to run roughshod. They are going to continue to harm students that they claim to care about. And here's the uncomfortable truth. They don't care about your students. They care about themselves and themselves only. They are the most selfish people On planet Earth.
2: I mean, I don't know that truer words have been spoken yet today. Um, My wife and I actually talked a little bit about this last night. You're right. You're absolutely right that no one is going to do a damn thing about what's going on in Chicago with the the teachers union right now. Because no one has the cojones to do
1: it. It's very, very simple for Mayor Lori Lightfoot. The solution to this problem. She doesn't have cojones. How do you know? You got nothing. How do you know? Did you de pants her last night, Pat? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. That, was, that is disgusting, dude. I. Just, th- no. Does she not remind you of Christopher Lloyd when he gets electrocuted in um, The Adams Family? No. When he gets electrocuted in Back to the Future. Oh, a little bit. Just black. Just yeah, a mm-hmm. little bit.
2: Uh, here's the thing, though. Anyone that is worth their salt in this, that that would stand up, is not going to be relevant enough, nor are they going to get the coverage enough to be able to make any kind of difference. Because no one, no one is going to. They're going to continue to push the panic porn in Chicago. That, that's what it comes down to.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, that's very obvious. I mean, we have a mayor who has openly said that the goal of their vaccine mandate, if you will, right? Your, your Vax passport, you must be vaccinated to go to a bar, to a restaurant, to an entertainment venue of any kind, right? Yeah, you have to. You, there's not even a provision in this for you to be able to test, right? To prove that you are not contagious, right, that you don't have COVID-19, there's not even that provision in this rule or law or or mandate or whatever the hell she put out, right? Which, by the way, um, I am actively looking at a lawyer because I am a citizen here in the city of Chicago. It is wholly unconstitutional what she's doing. Um.
0: So if, I, if you I know of point- any
1: good constitutional lawyers here in the city that are of a libertarian or conservative persuasion, send this way. I also want to point something
2: out here. Because have you ever noticed that uh, those that are uh, pushing the uh, vaccine passports and mandates
0: mm-hmm.
2: are usually of the very leftist progressive persuasion, mm-hmm. but yet they're pushing the vaccine that was uh, – basically moved forward and done at operation warp speed by none other than uh
1: yeah oh yeah the hypocrisy is amazing because we can play an entire year's worth of don't take the vaccine because i can't trust donald trump right right and now we're supposed to trust the vaccine that was created by the companies in concert with the american government that was led by donald trump but now because there was a different president at the helm of the rollout at least the second part of the rollout of the vaccine, it's totally fine. But my point in all of this, Pat, and bringing this up, is that um, Mayor Lori Lightfoot has said out loud this week that the the vaccine mandate for entertainment has absolutely nothing to do with slowing the spread to stopping the virus or anything else. All it is is the stick to attempt to make those people who are vaccine-hesitant, quote unquote I hate using that term but for those who have chosen not to take the vaccine to do so we're gonna make you feel pain until you say uncle the the big Buddha government is on your throat not because we believe that the the jab will make you not sick or anything right It has nothing to do with science it has nothing to do with making the community safer or better or anything else. Oh hell no. You do what the government tells you to do, or we're going to make you feel pain. So the solution to all of this, Pat, and this is why I bring that part of the story up, the solution to all of this is you make them feel the pain. And how do you do it? Here is the rub. And I said this the other day. You don't order out from restaurants that support this. You don't go to restaurants, even if you're vaccinated. Right, even if you've gotten your full three or four or five or 10 or 20 jabs, whatever it's going to be in the next six months. You don't support business. You don't support people. You don't support anybody or anything. You let them go out of business because here's the rub in all of this. A city like Chicago, a city like New York, the backbones of those cities are the small businesses. And until those small businesses feel the pain, The real pain, not the temporary pain that got them bailed out at the beginning of all this, but the real freaking pain of having to make a choice of whether or not my business stays open or not. Until you do that, none of this is going to matter. And until you take your children out of these schools, they're not feeling any pain. How do I know this? Check this out. According to the Washington Free Beacon, um, one teacher who has worked at the Benito Juarez Community Academy, part of Chicago Public Schools, commented on Facebook, quote, I feel no pain. They can cancel school until June and I'll be fine. Been training for this moment all of my life. These are trained Marxists teaching your children Marxism in this school district. These are activists acting as academics. They're not there to teach your children reading, writing, arithmetic. They're there to teach them activism, Marxism. They're there to indoctrinate your child not into a common set of principles or a common set of goals. They're there to force their politics down the throats of your kids if that is the attitude that we are having about these kids right or with these kids I, I I can't I can't help you right I I if that's what's going on here the only way to to stop it is to make them feel pain make them feel pain. Take your kids out of those virtual classrooms. Take them out of the school system completely. And by the way, 30% of the African-American population that was in CPS is no longer in CPS and is homeschooled today. But we need to make that 30%, 70% and watch what happens because this is the third largest school district in the entire country still today. You don't promulgate the business. Why do you not do that? Because they're the ones that pay the licensing fees and all of the the taxes and all that stuff to the city. You hit the city right in the pocketbook when you make and force those businesses to go out of business. And when the fine dining of Chicago goes away, what does the city have left? When you take them out of the school system, and the school system no longer gets the dollar for your kid being there, you hit CPS in their pocketbook, in their budget, and they can no longer function, they go bye-bye. And that $250,000, $300,000 CPS CEO job looks rather expensive at that point in time. Because make no mistake, the people in positions of power within CPS and within school districts all across this country are doing your students a disservice just as much as their teachers' unions are. So let that be a warning to you. The uncomfortable truth is you can make a single sacrifice, right? A single sacrifice. Two of them, actually, now I think about it, right? Pull your kids, if you've got kids in these public schools, pull them out. And then number two, Don't go to restaurants if this is the crap that's going on. Don't order out from them. Don't segregate yourself. Just refuse. And here's the reality of changing, right? You want to affect change? Refuse to work with businesses that insult you. Why is it that I can go to Target, Pat, but I can't go to a restaurant? I could spend an hour in a Target store, right? Or two hours, or three hours. There's no limit. Which, which I mean, that's been a question
2: the, this entire time. Why can Why can I go to Walmart, Home Depot, Target, but I can't go to a restaurant, or I can't go to a local Mon pop shop? That's that's the equivalent of one of those big box stores, right? Why Why can I go there, but I can't go to a local small business? Why can I? Why can I go to one of those stores, and in the state of Utah, you don't have to wear a mask anymore, right? So, in, in why can I go to one of those stores, but then um, in some places, like there are some some churches here that are requiring masks.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Why can I? So why can I go shopping, but I have to wear a mask? Yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: And it's, then
1: furthermore, is. when it comes to this teachers thing. The teachers are bragging about getting sick days back for all the days that they're out. And oh, by the way, this whole situation is supposed to go on until January 18th or, or until case numbers go to a certain level. Case numbers. As if that makes a hell of a difference.
2: Case numbers mean diddly squat at this point.
1: So where is Lori Lightfoot? Where are the CPS administrators? Because we don't have a school board. Where are these individuals going to court today? It's that simple. Get your ass in a courtroom and sue them for an illegal strike because that's exactly what they're doing. This is a strike. Refusing to go to a classroom when there is no mandate for the closure of school classrooms is a strike by its definition. It is a refusal to work. Get your asses into a courtroom. Sue them for that illegal strike. And be done with it. Play hardball. Because these individuals clearly are up for a fight. Give them that fight. Because guess what? They're going to freaking lose. And if you're not going to fight, I am done with you as a parent. If I were a parent, that's my reality. CPS and Lori Lightfoot, what are you doing about this situation? You're doing nothing? Oh, okay. Then you don't have my child in your school anymore. And I will make a sacrifice to help teach my child. Guess what? I have an eight, uh, a nine to five job. Cool. Well, guess what? From six until eight, I'm teaching my child at home. And from 6 to 8 in the morning, I'm teaching my child at home. They're getting four hours of instruction at home every day. Because guess what? That's really all you're getting in school anyway. But
2: but Andrew Coppins, haven't you heard about the new variant?
1: Shut your mouth.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. There's another new variant that's found in France, which is weird because um, – it was like six months between the last variants found, right?
2: Something like that. I don't I don't I don't know the actual timeline, but but yeah. But but you you know they're gonna use like like people like the, the Chicago Teachers Union are going to use the oh,
1: there's a new variant! And we to don't justify their... and we don't know what it could do. Right. Well, here's a hint: every single one of them has gotten better and better in terms of its outcomes for individuals. But Delta was that... terrible. Not compared to Alpha? No. It was maybe more contagious
2: than Alpha. Right. But, but again, case numbers do not equate to the bad Problems. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Speaking of uncomfortable truths, though,
1: mm-hmm.
2: because because we're still seeing this all over social media. We're still seeing... This in our media and in our day-to-day lives where where people are accusing the unvaxxed that they are the problem, that they are causing sickness and death, right? We're still seeing this. What an uncomfortable truth be to the people that are pushing the panic porn if if they are going to blame the unvaxxed for all of the COVID deaths and and hospitalizations still – Isn't it about high time that we start blaming them for all of the uh, sickness and death for all the people that have gone hungry, that have lost jobs, that have lost their livelihoods, all because of these mandates and lockdown forever bullcrap?
1: I understand what you're saying. I just. This goes back to part of the conversation that we were having yesterday or on Mm -hmm. Tuesday, I mean. And um, on Tuesday, we had talked about um, this concept that we haven't advanced the ball at all.
0: Our conversation
1: hasn't moved. This was something that we had talked about in April, May, June, July of 2020. Mm -hmm. It's now January 2022. Right, almost two years later. So I mean, conversation moved the conversation one narratives. bit. No, it hasn't moved one bit. Why? Because we have a media that isn't interested in reporting the truth. Now there are CNN reporters who have been trapped into the corner of oh oh, you can you can literally see the uh oh light bulb go off in their head half the time, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like I, I'm trying to make this point, but it's not. Oh no. And. So I get where you're going with this right that maybe it's high time that we play some hardball right and return fire but what would it solve is my question well he- here's
2: here's here's my my uncomfortable truth with it though is that we're not willing to play that game and, and you're right it may not solve anything
1: right so my my qu- and I understand what you're saying right because mm. sometimes you have to go on offense right but who are you going to convince that you are that you are correct who are you convincing and this is the part of the problem that i have with going on offense when it comes to this topic and that's why i brought it up on tuesday right mm-hmm. is that nobody is going to be convinced by reason by logic by scientific data analysis by anything right now, right? Everybody has gone to a corner. There is nobody in this situation who happens to have an open mind. And I'm guilty of this only so much as I had an open mind. I was willing to listen to 15 days to flatten the curve. I was willing to listen to data, right? And see what happened and to experiment, right? Experiment with different ideas of how we can do these things. But when they prove not to work, why are we continuing to do them, Pat? Well, and,
0: right. and and I, that's I,
1: ultimately where I come with this because if we're going to talk about going on offense when it comes to you're the ones doing this and that, right? You know, there's that the um the person on the CBS uh, show from last week—did you see? Happened to see that from CBS Sunday? No. Okay. So she—they asked about like what is the untold story uh, of 2021, and the quote-unquote conservative there brought up all of the issues of academics, all of the issues of suicides, drug use, all the things that have happened to children, right? And she brings this up, and it is one of the most eloquent parts of all of this that I have ever heard. It goes to the cutting room floor when the program airs. Luckily, it got leaked. So she's trying to go on offense, right, and tell this untold story, the, the suicides, the drug use, the... The livelihoods ruined, the children's futures ruined, all of that sort of stuff, right? Nobody is open to listening to that as, as an equal to somebody losing their life. Right. And that's and that's the thing. We have a society that is bought into if it just saves one life. And they've bought into right. it because that is at a base level the absolute worst fear, right? And I've right. experienced it very personally, very recently. True, you have. I, and I guess <clears throat> and, and my point is that while that is a tragedy, while you can feel empathy, sorrow, pain, all of the the things that can go along with losing somebody that close to you, somebody that you know has impacted your life for the majority of your life, right? While you can have all of those things happen, you can also still reason, you can also still not be filled with fear that something like this could happen, because you also can also realize that, unfortunately, that is the vast, 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 vast minority of situations, right? right? So the uncomfortable truth really is that while it would be great that we could go on offense and tell those stories... The only way that that matters is if it moves the needle, and it doesn't. It doesn't move the needle on for anybody that isn't already most of the way on our side at the very least. And on our side, I mean the side of, hey, get vaccinated if you want. Don't get vaccinated if you want. I will still be cool with you. Which, which is what you and I have said pretty much
2: this entire time. But I I guess what I'm ultimately getting at is you you have two sides of this that, you know, they're convinced of the data that they they see, right? Mm -hmm. And they're convinced of the narrative that that they believe in. And there is nothing, nothing in this world that either side is going to be able to do to convince the other.
1: Right. So to your your point, though, what does it matter if we go on offense on this topic? It doesn't matter because – Again, to my furtherance of Monday's point about liberty, right? And about getting used to different. We're not in control of the culture, the television, the any of it. We're not in control of any of the things that would allow our voice to be amplified. What does it matter? And on that point, Pat, your final thoughts for today.
2: Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means No. And uh, go to
1: hell, Chicago Teachers Union. Please be smart, be safe, be kind when it matters, and, of course, Matthew 547. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts?